You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any electrical needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. We do not have Zach Whittington in the studio today. Uh, we've had some technical difficulties. That's why this episode will be coming out late on Friday rather than the typical Tuesday to Wednesday uh, show times. And Zach will not be in it just due to these technical difficulties. We will be ref- uh, getting some new mics, fixing things up, uh, getting it back to work and normal um, this coming week. And so we will be back next week, both me and Zach, with uh, hot takes and uh, sports news for you but today on episode 33 of the podcast i will run through a couple quick things just sort of give you all a couple quick updates um and on episode 33 we have the larry legend the larry bird episode uh a couple of another key players in the nba war number 33 uh kareem abdul jabbar uh patrick ewing and scotty pippen um so yeah episode 33 guys i'm surprised we got out to this point uh i've had a lot of fun doing it so far and we continue hope to continue on uh so far so in the nba at this point in time we are uh, getting closer and closer to the nba playoffs uh we start or having teams start making pushes for eight seeds and seven seeds and so on uh so the in the western conference uh we've had a lot of good matchups here lately between lebron and zion last weekend on sunday was fantastic we had luca versus zion recently on uh i do believe that was tuesday night so a lot of good games happening right now a lot of interesting things uh right now it's looking like memphis is going to be coming out of uh the west and possibly getting that eight seed over zion and the pelicans so we'll see what happens as time progresses with that uh now that we are in march uh we did get our players of the month with lebron and james tatum uh out of west and eastern conference and that sort of made me sparked a thought in my eye ahead that uh i talked with zach about this we sort of talked about it we were going to put it on the podcast uh but with tatum jason tatum has shown himself a star with the celtics at this point uh able to carry the team when uh kimball walker's not there and at this point bounced back from a tough sophomore season so i was sort of asked zach real fast what was his top three young guys in the nba that were drafted 27 and after uh that would be examples like trey young jason tatum donovan mitchell luka Doncic, uh people of that nature in zach's choices zach's first uh pick was a man that was also the number one pick in the draft this past year zion williamson and then he had Luca at number two and Donovan Mitchell at number three. Uh, now, myself, I definitely disagreed with Zach on some of these. I don't have Zion in my top three. He's close, definitely more like a four or five range, but I do want to see him do it a little more often, uh, a little bit longer rather than just less than 30 games. My top three, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, and then Trey Young, who I think is a perennial all-star, probably not going to ever lead a team to a championship, but definitely could be a piece to a championship contender but definitely a perennial all-star that's going to be constantly, constantly making big games, 50-point games, things of that nature. So I think our top, uh, definitely disagree as far as top three, but I would love to hear what y'all's opinion is with the top three uh, players drafted since 2017 in NBA. Just follow follow us on Twitter, tweet at us, put it on Instagram, uh, at Moody Sports page. No spaces. 
so from the professional hardwood and down to the uh, college hardwood, uh, March Madness right around the corner. We have one more Saturday of basketball games, one more Sunday of basketball games before we get into the Sunday selection. Um, and so this past weekend provided us with a lot of upsets to just sort of shake up everything as we get closer to this final ending here. Uh, so I do believe that this March Madness may be one of the most unpredictable we see in a long time, guys. Uh, I don't think if somebody's telling you they know what's going to happen, don't listen to them. They're absolutely bullshitting it. Uh, it's just no way that somebody's going to be able to figure this out. Just alone this past weekend, you had five, sorry, six top 12 teams fall to undefeated, to, uh, to unranked teams, um, and then including Maryland going number nine, going down to number 24, Michigan State, uh, Baylor losing to TCU, Clemson gets another major win at home against the top 10 team this year over Florida State, Duke falls to Virginia, and then Craigington falls to St. John's out of nowhere, um, and then coming off of these games into this coming into the next week uh, most teams were able to bounce back get a win uh, Baylor beat Texas Tech uh, Florida State beat Notre Dame Duke beating NC State in a really good game and then Craigington able to take down George uh, Georgetown and uh, so all got back on the winning winning uh course along with Villanova also who lost to unranked Providence over the weekend comes out in their in-conference play and beats number eight Seton Hall and that's huge for both the conference and the bracket for them um, so that's a big win and we will see if Villanova can continue on but I do believe probably Seton Hall is going to be taking uh, the conference championship and we'll probably see Seton Hall as the top uh, team coming out of that conference um, the only questionable uh, team was Maryland who oh, after being upset this past weekend gets upset again by a Rutgers, unranked Rutgers team. Uh, so Maryland is just sort of seeming to fall apart a little bit here at the end of the season. Obviously, we have the Big Ten Championship, have all the championship games, tournaments to go through. So we'll see how those sort of end up. Maybe a couple Cinderella stories get a win there, win in the tournaments and make it into the bracket, into the bracket without really... Uh, expecting it but uh we'll see what happens exactly i think it is going to be a crazy year as far as march madness be ready for a lot of upsets i think but that being said obviously you'll still have your consistent contenders with kansas duke baylor uh, i think florida state's definitely a team to watch and then a lot of teams coming out of the big 10 that i think have a chance to make a run in this tournament so excited for that we'll see how it continues on obviously once we get our bracket uh selection uh we will run through on the pod our bracket picks and then we may even re-pick the round of 16 once we get down to the lower rounds just based on the people that get in because obviously me and Zach are probably not going to have this all right nobody ever does um in the USL the Greenville Triumph have played their final preseason game. They get a win over North Carolina FC 2-1 this past weekend. Uh, North Carolina was able to score the first goal early, but we were able to keep it close, uh, kept just pushing along. Alex Morrell finally comes in with the t uh, equalizer goal. He is the forward we signed from Tormenta this past offseason, so he's already looking like he's paying off. I like the hustle he gives us a lot of the times. Uh, and then... 
to get the game winner, uh, trialist Noah Pilato. Uh, he is able to come in uh, as a relief player, and he gets a goal to win the game, and that also gets him signed to this team for the year. So uh, sort of filling out the team now, the trialists are, that we've signed at this point, Trevor Swartz and Cesar Murillo in the defense. Uh, Noah Pilato is uh, midfield, and then we also signed uh, Lachlan McLean, an Australian forward who I I'm really excited about also. Uh, as far as the future of the Triumph, we have two more games against uh, college scrimmages we'll play, and then there is going to be the opening game March 27th against the Chattanooga Red Wolves at home. I hope to see a lot of people out there. I know me, Zach, probably Andy, and some of the guys will be out there. So I hope to see a lot of people out there for the game. It's going to be exciting. I'm hoping that uh, the Triumph can uh, get that first win, open up the season the right way. Uh, and then also one other thing that the Triumph have going on on March 11th this coming week, uh, they will be having a little sponsorship uh, partnership announcement at uh, Brewery 85. Um, and so I told Zach we may end up going out there. Uh, I'm hoping maybe they give us a little uh, jersey kit uh, release and then also announce a sponsor uh, as far as a new beer sponsor since as me and Zach have already mentioned once on the pod they took away the Sierra Nevada uh, sponsorship no longer serving Sierra Nevada products at the games and that's just sort of a loss in my book so I hope that they're able to reconcile that maybe a, uh, a partnership with Brewery 85 in itself and uh, we can get a couple good quality beers down at the games and uh, that'll help uh, I assume that would help uh, attendance and everything so, uh, guys, if you want to head out there, I do believe it's tickets you have to purchase for the March 11th event. Uh, but like I said, me and Zach may be out there. We'll see what happens exactly with that. But uh, the USL Triumph opening season, March 27th, I'm really pumped. I hope it's a good, a good season. And into our favorite football league that is active right now, the XFL. Uh, we are at this halfway point in the season. It's weird saying as it's only four games in, uh, but halfway point of the season, and I feel like this is a very competitive league. Um, at this point, I've been impressed with the play that we've seen and uh, the fact that a lot of these teams that initially looked dominant have now started cooling down, and you've seen teams that have struggled started putting things together better just with little little things they're changing. Uh, and one team that had a major change, the DC Viper or the DC Defenders, uh, going coming from a two and O record have now lost two straight zero points in the last two games uh, Cardell Jones with a 41% completion rating um, it just seems like this team beat up on two bad teams to start the year and now have been struggling as they meet uh, good defenses and the uh, Tampa Bay Vipers who got the win 25-0 were uh, also not just a defensive team this time they were actually able to good, good, good scoring good production out of the offense had two rushers over 100 yards on 100 on 20 carries uh, both impressive there and then also Cornelius since uh the uh, offensive play calling job has been passed over to Jamie Lonsdo, uh, the offensive co coordinator. The play calling duties have seemed to be working, and Cornelius, the quarterback they've been going with, seems to be doing well. A couple and one interceptions this past game, but a couple touchdowns. Um, so they seem to be getting that offense back on the right track. The Vipers seeming to be uh, getting more into the mix as far as potential championship run. Two teams that have uh, been continually winning and just continued on with their winning habits. The Houston Roughnecks were able to get a 27-20 win over the Dallas Renegades, assisted by the Renegades quarterback, 
uh, uh, Landry Jones, who is at this point played two games, I do believe has total six interceptions. This man throws interceptions constantly. Um, he still gets touchdowns. This is a team that's two and two, so they're not terrible, but I'm just not sure what I'm seeing out of Landry Jones with these consistent interceptions. We'll have to see if he's able to get that cleaned up and see if maybe Dallas can get uh, get this uh, losing streak turned around. Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, a team that's been rolling as far as their running game, just rolled on through Seattle 23-16. Uh, Tiamu was able to throw the ball a little bit more, 20 uh, of 27 as far as completion versus uh, attempts. Uh, so that's impressive. The, the, the biggest story out of this game, I really think, is the fact that we are halfway through this season at this point. The Seattle Dragons are still rotating three quarterbacks, and everybody knows if you have three quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Let's be honest about that. Uh, and then the final game of the week, uh, New York versus L.A., the Guardians versus the Wildcats. This was uh, what I didn't. I was a little surprised as far as it was a good offensive game, uh, a lot of point, a lot of yardage put up, but no team was able to find the end zone easily. Uh, L.A. gets the uh, New York, sorry, gets the win off that game, even though they've looked really rough this past two weeks. Uh, so with all that being said, I think uh, at this point, with it being halfway season. We halfway point in the season, we have enough information. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you our power rankings, the Moody Sports power rankings for the F XFL, and why would we not rank everybody? There's only eight teams. So, starting at number eight, the LA Wildcats, what I believe is the worst team in the XFL, one and three along with the Vipers, but this is a terrible one and three team. Um, they can't run the ball. Uh, their Jones, their quarterback, Johnson, their quarterback, constantly struggling to get completions. Um, so I just think this is a team that I don't, I don't see them making a turnaround any point in the rest of the season. Another team that I also don't think is going to be able to turn a lot around would be the New York Guardians, a team that uh, they still haven't figured out their quarterback, and uh, they can run the ball well and have had occasional games of showing some offense and potential. But overall, in the big games against the big teams, they have not been able to play well at all. Uh, number six would be the Seattle Dragons. This team seems to just or be a very middle-of-the-road team. Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel like they'll need to have to look into a bigger quarterback situation uh, just for the fact that he, their quarterback, uh, Silvers, is not a uh, game more, uh, world beater. So we'll have to see if they can upgrade in the quarterback at some point. But Seattle hanging out at six right now. Uh, the next four and five was a tough one. I was sort of struggling to decide between Tampa Bay and D.C. as Tampa Bay is one and three, D.C. two and two. But I give the nod at number four to Tampa Bay over number five, D.C., just by the standard that Tampa Bay coming off the win over D.C. and D.C. the past two weeks has seemed to struggle a lot. Um, and then number three, I got the Dallas Renegades. Uh, even with Landry Drones throwing all these interceptions, they still are able to get wins, so I, I, I will hold them at three. We'll see how they do as the year progresses, but I hope that... Uh, don't I don't see that continuing on as far as their ability when with throwing it three interceptions. Uh, and then number two, the team that just rolls along, St. Louis Battlehawks. And then coming in at number one, and it's very obvious, the 4-0 Houston Roughnecks, a team who's been dominating the league since we started up a couple weeks ago. Uh, so we will see if any of these power rankings change after this week with the XFL games. Uh, I don't think there's any major matchups as far as uh, – 
uh, Houston Roughnecks playing anybody big. Uh, but we will see what happens. We'll update you if uh, any of uh, any of the teams move up or down in that power rankings next week. So guys, like I said, couple technical difficulties this week. We will definitely be back next week, uh, coming at you with strong takes, uh, and we will have these technical difficulties figured out. We apologize again for the lack of uh of keeping y'all updated with this. We will definitely definitely get back to uh our routine uh recording and drop sesh tuesday to wednesday uh we'll get back to that next week and uh, we hope y'all have a great week thanks for hanging in there thank you for listening to a very moody sports show with daniel moody and zach whittington follow us on instagram spotify and twitter at moody sports page that's right a new name moody sports page and listen up next week for good predictions and hot takes